We have a verb for interacting with people, socializing, but have no single affirmative verb to describe being alone. We tend to view alone time either as a problem to be overcome or a luxury we cannot afford, not as a staple we all need. We're not just social animals. We are solitary animals as well. But if we go deeper we discover that many verbs capture solitary experience. Daydreaming, meditating, fantasizing, calculating, planning, thinking, theorizing, imagining, praying, observing, composing, reflecting, inventing. And this list doesn't even include typically solitary activities like reading, drawing, researching, and writing. Solitude is not lack. As understood by Taoist practitioners, solitude is a fertile void, an open door to a world overflowing with possibilities. In another sense, most of what we do is solitary. We may have lots of people around, but the path each of us takes is our own. Yet the expectation that we attach ourselves to others leaves many of us feeling lonely and alienated. What if we referred to social interaction as withdrawal from solitude? What if we viewed solitude as the center of experience and made sure that our kids were equipped to handle it? Solitude is, indeed, the great omission in American life. We are told to have family values, to be a team player, to have a huge wireless network. More is better, and there is never enough. How did we get so far away from ourselves? Quote, Solitude is not rejection, isolation, depression, or a sign of spiritual desolation. Don, Unitarian Universalist minister and avid baseball fan. Quote, In any ultimate sense, we are alone, and the sooner we accept it, the sooner we can move on to life's real work making a difference, and becoming a blessing to the large number of people we know who are hurting and are less fortunate. Phil, Minnesota The Culture of More American consumerism relies on this assumption. If only you had blank, you would have the life you desire. That shiny new car will make you better looking, happier, and more successful. More products will provide you more time, which you can fill by purchasing more products. And to clinch the sale, the commercial reminds us that everybody else already has one. We have become a culture of everybody else. Through our constantly expanding media channels, we can know what people are supposedly buying, how people are supposedly behaving, and what expectations others supposedly, have for us. Reality television further erodes our sense of privacy and personal space. Not only are the participants in our living room, but we're also in theirs. In the typical American sitcom, people walk into each other's homes or apartments without knocking, flop on the couch, and start talking about their problems. Hip adults mingle in an ensemble of friends, a group of people who are interchangeably important to each other. Intrusion is the norm. 
if one friend leaves the room, another one enters. Cool people are never alone. No matter if the friend is annoying or selfish, more is better. Having more friends is equated with more fun, even more value. In a democratic society, more popular means more power. The buzzword of the 80s, networking, became the ticket to success. In an increasingly public society, the emphasis shifts from quality to visibility, from good products to good marketing, from knowing to being known. There is no time. We need to get her done and get out there. Is it any wonder that anxiety disorders have become the common cold of American life? We live much of our lives in panic mode, grasping for more without considering why.